Over and over, but I just don't get it. Like, what the hell is this? It's even weird listening to it and then trying to read it afterwards. Oh, welcome everybody. Welcome to the A Show, the Altruism All Day Show for July 27, 2017. How are you? My name is BK. This is the episode 47, 46. I don't know, one of the other ones. I skipped a couple of shows, I forgot, but that's okay. Back to the weekly routine. But uh, you caught me in a moment there when I was reading through the, uh, well, the annotated version of the Donald Trump speech to the Boy Scouts, which we'll get to that in a little bit. By the way, rest in peace, uh, Chester Bennington of the Linking Park. God dang, man. How many rest in pieces do I have to do on this show? I got to go back and check, but the most recent one is Chris Cornell, the good friend of Chester over here. Uh, you know, so I, I I don't know which song to pick out of the hybrid theory. I've been playing that album. I haven't listened to it in a while, although last year, me and a our good friend Bushan, we blasted that album, and then uh, I didn't realize that Bushan was such a huge, huge Linkin Park mark, and he memorized every single lyric up to the hybrid theory, so <laughs> we're blasting it with the windows rolled down. I was like, God dang, Bushan, I didn't know you could sing this. Well, my, maybe we should have had, him on the sh- have had him on the show this week, but uh, unfortunately that didn't happen. But uh, wow, he's uh, again, he was a good friend of uh, Chris Cornell, which I didn't know. He died at the age of 41. Holy shit, it's 2017 and he's 41. Wow, time's really flying. So the people in their born in the 70s are now in their 40s. Whew. And I, I, well, I'm, I'm sure many of you listening to this have were a huge Linkin Park fan. Well, especially the hybrid theory. I didn't really listen to anything after that. And that, uh, uh, that was, I guess, a middle school album for the one of the few songs. But, um, and then I thought it was corny listening to it again back in college or something, except in the end or something, just as a fun memory from the, uh, middle school. And then, um, I think I remember my dad listening to it. I had a NetMD, that's right, the Sony NetMD. That had all the Linkin Park and some 41 songs. Such a generic middle school child song. Yeah, I guess a uh, soundtrack. And then it was a one step closer. And then the part of the song uh, was going, Shut up! Shut up when I'm talking to you! Shut up! That part. And then my dad just heard that part. I think he took the headset from my MD when I was getting a haircut. I still get the haircut from that place every time I visit home. And then... I got my haircut. I came back to the whatever the center table at the hair place, and then by that goes like, "Why is it telling me to shut up? <laughs> Why is Chester yelling at me to shut up?" And you listen to this crap. I'm like, "Wow, that's that's what the kids listen to." So that's my fond memory of Linkin Park and my dad. And then I just you know just uh, revisiting the old memories with Pushan, who I didn't know was a huge Linkin Park fan. So uh, yeah, uh, it sucks the guy committed suicide and then I just have an article open up here from the Rolling Stone and then uh yeah he hung himself just like Chris Cornell and then uh obviously the time being so close with Cornell's death it's really weird uh 
but he again he was a good friend of Cornell, and then they've been talking, and I, I'm sure this had some weird effect on on him too, you know for sure. So, um, man, the, oh the numb, I I forgot that the, the the one of the paragraph was saying their 2003 follow Meteora was a swift number one thanks to part of success of the platinum single Numb, uh, which featured Bennington screaming about feeling turned off to the world. And then they had the, of course, the collaboration with Jay Z, which was alright. Um, but I didn't know that won the Grammys. But then again, I don't, I don't follow the Grammy tracks, you know, like so, whatever. But um, so he obviously had his own struggles, uh, with the suicidal thoughts and all that stuff. And he, I, he, I didn't know that he led the Stone Temple Pilots, who was, of course, led by. Scott Whalen, who also led the Velvet Revolver, but he died a couple of years ago. So, I don't know. Anything Stone Temple P- Pilot touches, it means death for the front singer. Is this what it is? is am I going too far here? But uh, I, I don't want to dwell on this topic so long. But I, I, I've been playing Linkin Park over and then listening to the hybrid theory again. And then I go like, wow, it's actually a pretty good balanced album. It's not too long. It's not dragging. It's not the same thing over and over. Well, it's a consistent rhythm, consistent beat that just sucks you in, and then you just stay in that mood. It's not going up and down, up and down, or like, oh, we're going to slow it down here. We're going to go here. It's not like that. It's a constant beating of the harder motion. So I know that. That's the way I see hybrid theory. It's pretty cool. Um, And then you don't have to be depressed, or you don't have to be a big... Like curbudgeon teenager to listen to it. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a, uh, it's just a very catchy album. And then uh, I, I remember reading about a Reddit thread after Linkin Park went on to huge success. Ah, uh, they are like when the Linkin Park concerts started happening. It's all the kids that was my age, like eleven to whatever seventeen, and then their parents had to come and take the kids to the concert. So it's like all the dads were just staring at each other. It's like kids listen to this shit. I have to bring my child here. What the fuck is this? And I'm sure. If Linkin Park were able to continue and Chester was still alive, man, all the adults would have gone for this just for the sake of nostalgia. And I didn't pull this up, but wasn't there at one point where Linkin Park was pissed that like all the kids were just listening to him, not an adult band or something, forgetting the fact that all the kids grow up to be an adult? It's like, yeah, man, that was a shit. And then Linkin Park was definitely one of that band. And then I'm, I can't, I can't think of uh, such a thrusting, hard-hitting band. Outside Drowning Pool, whose singer died, you know that song, the Let the Parties Hit the Floor, and then the game, the Triple H song, the game, the guy who sang that died prematurely when he's 30 or something from some overdose in 2002, 2001. I think it's going to be at that same level. I don't know if, even if they find this, the vocalist who would come 60% close, it would have the same influence and the impact that chester has so it's it's rough it's rough at least soundgarden had its moments and audio slave had its moments and you go like chris cordell top notch whatever that that voice will never be taken away but and then that will just remain but linking park was like oh my god i could listen to this again it's a bit of that down and up you know swing coming chris cordell was always in the scene so you had a lot of the work that you could go back and listen to but linking park just a hybrid theory theory and then meteora and then the Jay-Z collaboration, that's about it that I, I'm aware of. I, I'm sure they made a lot of albums, but, you know, those are the big 
financially successful, mem- memorable ones for all of us, right? The 80s, 90s kids, right? So come on now. Anyways, moving on from that topic. So as, as you were listening to me just rambling, bambling, bumbling uh, in the beginning of this, I, I, I didn't want to talk about this. I had, I had another topic I wanted to talk about, but my God, I, I, as soon as I saw people bitching and complaining on Twitter about Trump uh, giving a speech to the Boy Scout, I said I had to go check this out. And then I found out this morning, and I got up pretty early this morning, like 5.40 Eastern Time, uh, to go to a day-long workshop slash uh, training. And I got to the the office wherever this training was at like seven forty, seven thirty or so, and then I just got home at four thirty, pretty caffeined up, caffeine crashing, but then tired at the same time. And then I said, "All right, let's go find this thing." My God, I didn't know it was thirty eight minutes long talking to the goddamn Boy Scouts, and I'm like, "Dude, you have to talk that long." It's like, can't you just talk for fifteen minutes? Uh, and then I found the Washington Post annotated version where they pick out the factoid and all that. It's like, that's not true. That's not true. Most of it is like, yeah, that's bullshit. And then he just, so basically, if you, if you know how Trump's speech goes, it's pretty ad-libbed. Um, it, it's not a prepared speech, which is fine talking to the everyday Americans. But when you, when you want to get to it gets to a point where it just doesn't have a point and you just get frustrated the hell out of it. And this was one of them. And I just said, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm not even mad at the content itself. I'm just going, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't care. Like, get to the goddamn point. What is the moral of the story you're telling us here? Especially to the young boys. And then the audience that's chanting USA, USA or booing at Obama and Hillary and all that shit. I don't hear fucking kids. It's all fucking adults yelling. Or some 17, 18 year olds who have clearly a lot of testosterone and need to get it off for some shit. Make prostitution legal. Okay? I, whatever. I like, we're the boys of the Boy Scouts here, you know? Without silent creepy. But, anyways, I'm just. So, at the beginning of it, he just says, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. And then uh, he just goes out. Who the hell was to talk about? He said hell once. He said, I said, who the hell wants to speak about politics when I'm in front of the Boy Scouts, right? Right? And then he goes on for 35 minutes talking about the goddamn politics, why he's being scapegoated, <laughs> and then why Hillary's evil, why Barack is evil. Barack never comes here, does he? Does he? Forgetting the fucking fact that he spoke at the 2010 Jamboree on a video screen and was an actual fucking Boy Scout, unlike this motherfucker who's fed with a silver spoon right here. Wait, pretty much he's on going on his like fucking bitch fest, like I'm doing right now, except like without a fucking point. My point is that Trump has no fucking point, and this was basically a goddamn campaign rally in front of the kids. And he goes into he thanks Randall Stevenson. Michael Serbal, Jamboree Chairman Ralph De La Vega. Two of these people work for AT&T Corporation, AT&T Mobility. So I'm like, all right, what the hell? And then he brings up the Levittown, Levitt story, whatever, whatever the hell that was. I don't know. I didn't look up that story. But then William Levitt of Levittowns. And then he gets to a story where he, he became successful. He sold his business, which I don't understand what the hell this has to do with the Boy Scouts. I know the Girl Scout cookies. Boys don't sell fucking cookies because that's not a manly thing to do. And then 
because he sold his business, he went to France, he had a yacht. You don't know, you don't want to know what happened to the yacht. Oh, you good boy scout, you know, look at you. No, you boys out there, you, you're, you're all men now. And like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, it's about some rich dude. He got fucking rich and he's got on a yacht with a whole bunch of girls and probably had a goddamn orgy or something. The fucking, with the Bill Burr calls it, eyes wide shut parties, right? And then he bought his company back from another very large company. And then he said the theme of it was momentum. The fact that, I guess the moral of the story, he, without him explicitly saying it, is like, what you need is momentum. I lost my momentum. That's what Mr. Levitt told Trump when he failed and came back at his, his uppity party. And then, so, baby, I, let me back up here. So Levitt started his own company, got good at it, sold it to another big corporation, chilled at his yacht, fucking a whole bunch of women, contracting a whole bunch of STDs probably, but doesn't give a shit because he made a lot of money. Then the company that was acquired failed. So the company that bought the Levitt's company said, please buy it back. So he did. And then he failed. And then the, the story, I guess, Levitt told Trump is that, like, I lost my momentum. I should have kept going when I, had, when I had that momentum. The mass times velocity, that momentum. I had the velocity and the mass. But I just took the mass and I just went velocity zero. And then, uh, then he goes on and on and on. And then, like, like all you need is momentum and then it was very sad it was very sad sad so trump was very traumatized to find the fact that looking at this old man who succeeded in the business chilled as much as he wanted and then failed in the second go around he didn't have the momentum and then like if you don't have the moment okay this is what he says in life in life i always tell this to people you have to know whether or not you can you continue to have the momentum. And if you don't have it today, that's okay. Because you're going, you're going to go on, and you're going to learn, and you're going to do things that are great. But you have to know about the, the word momentum. What the fuck is he talking about? Like, never, I guess, but he, that's the point of the goddamn story. But the big thing, never quit, never give up. Do something you love. Talking bullshit. Or grabbing pussy? Is that what he's doing? I don't fucking know. But you gotta have momentum. When you come grab it. <sighs> Jesus. And then he goes on and on. This is like just looking at the annotated version. People are chanting USA, USA. No fake polls, fake polls, and fake news. He's fucking campaigning in front of fucking kids. Is he supposed to gonna say like you know could, like donate to the community? Follow the rules. Just. Just be the good boys, good old boys of America. Instead, he's just like bitching about the fucking drop reports, election, Hillary, Barack. What the fuck are you doing? I don't. And then just listening to this, he clearly went off script. And then he goes and talks about the fucking planes and infrastructure. <laughs> and then going to Norfolk, like Virginia, talking about a Navy. And then people applause, people applause, people applause. And then, like, what is like? And then he comes back to the Boy Scout. What is the tradition of a Boy Scout? Does he fucking know? What are the principles of the Boy Scout? Does he fucking know? I at the one point in the beginning, he brought up all the Boy Scouts that are on his fucking cabinet, like Mike Pence. Who are from Indiana? I love Indiana. I'm like, dude, wake the fuck up. And then, like, Rick Perry, you know, like, 
And then sessions. I, I don't know if he mentioned sessions, but I'm like, what? It was a terrible speech. I mean, granted, I saw who was it? Barack Obama giving the commencement speech at Michigan, and then he talked about bailout and all that stuff too. So, granted, but at the same time, he was talking to the fucking adults, or college graduates, not the fucking Boy Scouts. What is it? What the fuck do the? What is a Boy Scout rage? Like eight to eight to eighteen. I know it's not college kids; they're not boys anymore because they're adults. But I'm like. And then I saw on Twitter, is like, Boy Scouts of America better condemn the Mr. Trump's statements. I'm like, you can't condemn this shit. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's it's, it's, it's a blabber blabber. Blabber blab. Whatever fuck you find a fucking call it. I'm so... I, 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 I'm so speechless talking about this fucking speech. Yet, I'm not out of words. I'm babbling just like he does. Except I'm not the fucking president of the country. I'm not the one giving speech to the fucking Boy Scouts and say, go, go make America great again, okay? And then go out there and tell the young little boys, oh, let's see the age group here, 7 to 11, Cub Scouting, Boy Scouting, Varsity Scouting, 11 to 17, Venturing Sea Scouting, 14 to 21. Oh, there are older groups too? I thought it was all boys. What the fuck is this? See, I, I never, I don't know what the fuck this is. What is a scouting movement anyway? Yeah, it's supporting young people to be constructive in the society. You know, learn about the rules, be part of a club. NWO, baby. Too sweet, too sweet. Nah. And then Trump goes up there, bitches about it, talks about his wealthy life. Then just, just what the fuck? I let people say, condemn Mr. Trump's speech. Condemn, condemn, man. I, if I were a child sitting there, I would be going, Daddy, when is this speech going to fucking end? I want to go home. Can we just cook some fucking marshmallows? What the fuck is this? Like, hey, hey, hey now. Where's like, Daddy, what is he talking about? I don't know, child. I don't know, kid. I think he's just talking about grabbing the fucking pussy. Hey, which one? His. Eh, I'll leave it there. I, I don't want to go. You know, I did go on and on, but my point is he has no... <laughs> he had no fucking point, and I don't know what momentum had to do with a fucking Boy Scout. What? 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 Like, if you had momentum, keep going. Is that why he kept running for the country? I have the momentum. I can win this. I can win this. People said no. Fake news. Fake media. Fake tweets. They said no. Popular vote. Whatever. You know, we have an interesting system. The Electoral College. It's an interesting system. What the fuck is this guy talking about? Popular vote is way easier, but you know. This guy never ceases to amaze me. You know, he he better pull the fucking tampon out of his fucking pussy. I'll just say that right now. Jesus Christ. Why doesn't he grab that? Or that, why doesn't he grab the fucking concept? Or grab a fucking book? I don't know. Gra- grab a pen and write some shit down. Other than, I am great. I am fantastic. I am phenomenal. You're not AJ Styles. Jesus Christ. Alright, moving on. What was the last thing I want to talk about? Oh, did you hear about this company? Did you hear about this company in Wisconsin that wants to chip everybody? In the, well, not everybody. It's an optional. Where did that article go? I had it. 
The Wisconsin company wants to implement implant well, wants to do some implant in the employees so that it would get rid of the ID cards, the RFID cards, and buy stuff, credit cards, I guess, and all that stuff. So it's a microchip implant. That's the term I was looking for. So I have the Reuters article pulled up. A Wisconsin vending machine company is offering its employees a chance to microchip implanted in their hands so that they could use to buy snacks, log into computers, or use copy machine. About 50 employees at Three Square Market have agreed to the optional implant of the chips, which are the approximate size and shape of a grain of rice. Short grain or long grain? Said, uh, whatever. The company has about 85 people, and the first in the United States offered this. The implants made by Sweden's Biohacks International are part of a long-term test aimed to see if the radio frequency identification chips, RFID, could have broader commercial applications. I read about this company a couple months ago, and then they were out of Sweden, and then this company was trying it out, and then people were like, I don't know about this. And then uh, basically what the what this company is probably selling it to is like, you're, you're already carrying a RFID the ID card, like a door access card. You're already carrying all the credit cards with the SIM card. You're already carrying your cell phone. Company issued or personal. Why not optimize this? Why 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 can't we? Why can't we streamline this? And then just put this little rice size thing in there. First of all, I don't think I can do another MRI if I have that shit in there. Otherwise my hand's gonna fucking fling off and hit the top of the shit when I'm getting my MRI. You know, if I go skiing or something in Wisconsin, or I go snowshoeing, and then I break my fucking wrist or my hand, how am I going to do my fucking MRI there? I got to take it out? Yeah, that's I got to probably do that, but that's another page itself. I know it's not a deep implant injection, but I'm like, eh, come on. And again, it's optional, but where does it stop? That's one of the la- ladies said on the CNBC, uh, not the CNBC, what was it? The Nightly Business Report. And I was like, I mean... It's great, it's convenient, but where does it stop? That's where the danger is. Exactly. And then as a person working in technology, I was like, what the fuck does this mean? Location. Like, what if there's a GPS sensor in there or like some kind of sensor? There is a sensor in there. Otherwise, there's no way to identify through the actual access thing, like the RFID, you know, checking out for snack or door or computer login. But if you could implement this... Like this. Yeah, where does it stop? Oh, Disney could use this. I'm sure they're going to sell this shit to Disney. It's like, instead of carrying your pass on the fucking wristband that they're selling at the resort, just implement it. And then we'll take it out. We'll take it out. We'll take it out. And then, um, you know, just sell that shit. And they make they become billionaires of this shit. And I'm sure they're, they'll be like Edward Nigma from Batman Forever. It's like, I know. Oh, what are y'all, what are y'all relocated at? Hoarding all that data and then sell it to some commercial company and then like they show a commercial somewhere along the line. You're about to buy a snack and then it pops up a natural. Like, hey, why not? Why not Pepsi? I say, like, what the fuck? I have is it? No, that I like you. You you may not even be aware of it as you're like self checking out. See, that's another thing I noticed. There's not even a, like cashier anymore. So you're checking out a Coke and then a fucking ad comes up for Pepsi or Mountain Dew or Canada Dry or Dr. Pepper. And then you, you don't even think about it. But if you think about it deeper, it's like, how the fuck does it like, what a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's called a deep learning with the fucking sensors. You know, for example, I'm just saying that's a commercial application. I already came up with a fucking use case. How about that? 
But the fact that you could do this and to the employees and that the employees are pretty much guinea pigs for everything for the companies. So that's what's happening here. And I'm surprised that 50 out of 85 people volunteered to do this. Then again, I guess this is a vending machine company, so they would be, I, I don't know, maybe there was an incentive. But I, I, I applaud for the 35 people. Did all the executives sign up for this? Did the 50 include the bosses, the CEOs and all that? But uh, just, I don't know, man. AIs are taking over and then AIs will have more information. Or what if you get to another crazy security case? You know, it's like now your credit card and all that is in your hand. Size of a rice. Isn't that great? No, I'm going to chop your fucking hand off if you don't give me the... If you don't buy me this thing instead of just stealing my wallet and go on with my life or like just lose my phone and go on with my life. Instead, I'll be like, Cut. I'm going to chop your fucking hand off if you don't buy me this shit right now. Or I, like, I, I inserted another like a rice size grenade in your hand. You don't know it, but I implemented it. So unless you get that shit to me right now, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then like, whatever. So I don't know. Am I getting panicky? As an engineer trained mind, I, why am I thinking about this shit? I don't know. I don't know. So there's that. I don't know. What do you think? Do you want Do you want a rice size chip in your hand or anywhere? You know, just just to make your life easier by five seconds. Really? I, eh, I whatever. I think I think there are bigger implications that people should think about before just tackling it. Say convenience over privacy or future implications what does it mean what am i what study am i contributing to that could create a next skynet i don't fucking know we're genesis um the last thing i wanted to get to was a fucking kyrie irving what the fuck is going on what the fuck is going on i am sleep deprived i my caffeine of the cold brew the venti size i got just kicked up again why is, why is Kyrie Irving now asking for a trade at the worst time possible? Maybe he asked beforehand, but then the news just starting popping out. Anonymous sources. All of them. I mean, it makes sense. LeBron's not committed beyond this coming season. 17-18 NBA season. So why should Kyrie be? But at the same time, if you read the stories, true or not, there's multiple sources. He hates being the second fiddle to LeBron. So Kyrie is jealous of John Wall or Damian Lillard of the Trailblazers. John Wall of the Washington Wizards. But John Wall, there's an irony there because John Wall was envious of Irving's Nike shoe deal. And Lillard never advanced beyond the second round of the playoffs. Irving has been to three finals and has a championship. Thank you, LeBron. The irony runs deeper than that. I'm reading off of a Deadspin article who did a good job compi- compilation. Kyrie actually sells more jersey than any point guard other than Steph Curry. And more signature shoes other than LeBron. He received more all-star votes for, from either Wall or Lillard. So, what's he bitching about? I agree. He wants to be the center of attention. That's great. Why doesn't he just fucking wait till LeBron leaves? How stupid is this? Maybe he really hates Ohio. He wants to go to a tax-free state like Texas or something. But no, he wants to go to fucking West. 
He wants to go to Minnesota. It's not even a tax haven. What the fuck? Like, this is getting ridiculous, man. Like, I give credit to Damian Lillard and John Wall for sticking it out, at least. You know? Especially Lillard. And then, like, if if LaMarcus Aldridge, Aldridge stayed, might have given a legitimate chance. But Aldridge went stupid and just went Spurs. Because, like, I'm sick of Portland. I'm going back home. Yeah, how's that working out for you, huh? I mean, it's going great, but, like, whatever. I think it would have a more meaningful basketball purpose if he stayed in Portland. I'm just saying. I'm not a huge loyalty guy either. If you can make more money, if you have the freedom and the right to do so as a free agent like Kevin Durant, go for it. If you have the opt-out clause, like clause and have an opt-out, go for it. I don't mind that. I don't mind Kevin Durant move as much as other people do. I have a problem when people pull like pull shit like this under the contract and especially like Kyrie in the exceptionally good situation and he's making endorsement money thanks to LeBron. He doesn't realize that he's not going to make money by himself. Go to China, he's making he's leeching off of that LeBron championship money. Do you think Damian Lillard and John Wall are selling off in fucking China with the Adidas deals? Fuck no. Kyrie wouldn't be making that fucking money without LeBron. I'm just saying that right now. Kevin Love wouldn't get that attention without LeBron. Steph Curry is making that money because of Steph Curry. And then he's winning championships. And then he's shooting threes. He's more of a relatable character. Relatable personality. With the height, look, intimidation level. It's not like LeBron who's just dominating left and right physically. Curry, he dominates with the threes. Kyrie, I'm sorry, you're, he's not a world star. He's entertaining, but he's not an international star without LeBron. So I don't understand his, this short-sighted thinking that he has. I know he's been there from the beginning. I know he stuck it out. But what's Kyrie Irving's contract? Let me see here. I'm sh- he signed an expensive one, but I don't, I don't think he's there. He's only there in a couple of years, isn't he? That was my guess. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Ah, the fucking VPN is so slow. Come on. Okay, now it's loading. His contract expires in a couple seasons. That's what I thought. After 2019 2020 season, he'll be a free agent at the age of 28. I got three days left for being at the age of 28. I know he's been there like five. He signed a five year deal. $94 $94 million contract with the Cavaliers. He can't opt out? What the fuck is... Yeah, using the bird rule. So he's a free agent in 2020. Kyrie, stick it out. I'll come with you in 2020. Tokyo Olympics, right? Fuck. What's, what the fuck is wrong with him, man? Like, just, just milk out that money. He's not making more money. I don't understand. He's not going to make more endorsement money without LeBron. I'm just saying right now. If he really wants to be the centerpiece, or just wait a year. If he hates getting yelled at by LeBron, just wait a year. Or just tell LeBron, I don't like how you yell at me. I don't like how you talk to me, man. I make just as much money as you. And then that's how you talk to me. And LeBron might be like, I'm fucking LeBron. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking Kyrie. Without my fucking three-pointer, you wouldn't have a fucking ring in Cleveland. So shut the fuck up. And maybe LeBron would respect him. You know? Man, what is this 
what is this fuckboy shit? I'm sorry. I'm cursing a lot today, but this is really frustrating. It's a, it's a really frustrating thing to read this week. But he's a bitch. I'll just say that right now, using the real husbands of Hollywood term. He's a bitch. Kyrie, come on. Stick it out. I, 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 I'm sure this came out of the Cavaliers front. The fact that he fucking asked for trade is ridiculous to begin with. I'm sure it's true that it happened. Because... Why would anyone make this up? Kyrie wants out. You need Kyrie just as much. Like the Cavaliers need Kyrie just as as much as they need LeBron. So he must have asked. Otherwise, this wouldn't be a fucking story. Otherwise, Kyrie would have come out and said, "I never said it. I don't know where this shit came from. Shut the fuck up. I'm here till 2020 at least. So shut up." All these haters, all these liars, fake news, fake news. But he didn't say that. So I'm sure Kyrie said it. So anyways, I'm going to leave it there. That's a lot of ranting today. It's kind of ironic that I made fun of Trump ranting when the fact that I ranted a lot, which is a point of this show. But it's with a critical look and a different perspective. And maybe I'll calm down next week. And then it will be different as I get older. Hopefully a little more wiser as the year goes by. But who the hell knows? We're getting to the one-year anniversary of this show. Maybe I'll go back and listen to it. Maybe I, I, maybe I have enough content to have the greatest hit, and I can just have a Johnny Carson break. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have a lot to talk about. A lot to, to see. Right, whatever. Anyways, thanks for listening. Ran a little over time, but that's okay. So again, rest in peace, Chester Bennington, Chris Cordell. Anyone with depressional thought, suicidal thoughts, please go help them out. If you if you see anyone in the corner not talking, go talk to them. Just say, hey, how you doing today? You all right, buddy? great and then you know see just check in once in a while that's better than the social interaction with anybody right so just be there help an emo out okay all right we'll check back next week thanks for listening thanks for subscribing i always fuck this part up uh apple podcast if you don't know apple podcast stitcher google play music soundcloud whatever i'm on every single platform if you look for me whatever pod feeder you're using tell your friends to listen to this if you want to join and debate me about whatever Kyrie trump Sports, wrestling, UFC, MMA, whatever. Come talk to me. I, I'm, I'm available. I, I can do a Skype, Hangouts, whatever. So, all right. Have a great week. Last weekend of July already. And we'll check back next Wednesday. Bye-bye.